everybody. Happy Tuesday. Starting our day off with a little bit of a classic, iconic Donna Summer, I Feel Love. One of my favorite songs ever. Um, I, I've i sort of been hooked on listening to that song because obviously it's in the trailer for the Pam and Tommy show, the Hulu show that I talked about yesterday uh, for the Sebastian and Stan Lily James show. And they use that iconic song in the trailer. But also... As I always do, I bring everything back. Everything in the world goes back to Gossip Girl. There's a um, an episode in season five when Ivy, who is Serena's cousin, um, I mean, the song, the episode ends with I Feel Love and her looking out the window in New York City and it's iconic and it's, I don't know, such a great song, staple song. Um, and there's a, re- a reason why Donna Summer is who she is because, you know, she produces great music. But anyways... Um, I hope everybody's having a great start to the week. It's like one of those... I feel like my Monday was so packed. I mean, aside from like work stuff and personal stuff, it's just like a really long day. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's January and it's like we have so many months to get through before the holiday season starts again. And for some odd reason, I think 2021 went by so quickly because 2020 was such a like a low blow for everyone that... Uh, of course, uh, you know, a new year is something for everyone to look forward to, and it flew by, but, you know, it is what it is, and um, we're all just out here living our best lives, <laughs> so, yeah, but anyway, besides that, nothing else is new. Oh, yeah, well, last time I went to bed, I actually watched, I started watching Wonder Woman 1984. I hadn't seen it since last Christmas, Christmas of 2020, um, but I love it. I love Gal Gadot, and I love Chris Pine, and I love Kristen Wiig, I love Pedro Pascal. I mean, for me, he's always going to be the guy from Game of Thrones who was like the slutty bisexual man from Dorne. Um, but then obviously, as we all know, his ill-timed fate when the mountain um, crushes his skull in. And that's a very graphic episode. I was actually rethinking of watching Game of Thrones soon. I want to rewatch Game of Thrones, and I also want to rewatch Gossip Girl. I know you're going to be like, you're obsessed with Gossip Girl, but it's literally my favorite show ever, and I just can't get enough of it. Um... But, you know, um, yeah. Also, Euphoria, season two. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be our last story of the day because let me tell you, Sydney Sweeney, Zendaya. Oh, my microwave's beeping. I don't know why. Oh, why is the timer going off? Oh, that's really interesting. It looks like my microwave timer's going off. Oh, my gosh. Walk with me. Walk with me. This is how, like, why is the timer going off here? Let's see. Timer off. Oh, there we go. I don't even know why my timer was on. Is my oven on? No, my oven's off. Look, I don't cook, and I've said that many a time. I'm a takeout kind of girly. I'm an eat-out girly. I'm a takeout girly. I don't cook. I clean. I'm like a cleaning queen freak, but no, I don't cook, so I don't even know how to use my oven. I was like doing that self-clean thing today because I thought it was kind of dirty, and I was like, well, I never use my oven, so I should probably clean it. And my microwave is fine. I use my microwave all the time to like heat up something (laughs) now and then, but for for the most part, I like to like just go out and get some food, so I don't know. We all, we all, Spend our money in different ways. I spend my money on food, and I spend my money on my dog. And travels, too. Where was I going with this? I don't even know. Oh, Euphoria. Yeah. Uh, fourth story is going to be about that. Uh, the Sydney Sweeney of it all. Oh, love her, Jacob Lordy. Love him, Zendaya. I just can't even say enough words. I mean, I fell in love with her when she was in Shake It Up. It was rocky. But that was just me. But um, aside from that, let's... um. <clears throat> Ooh, let me clear my throat first. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to bark away from the microphone. Let's get into our stories, because we... um. There's a lot to talk about, uh, of course, pertaining to the devastating loss to the uh, entertainment business, comedy world, Bob Saget. Um, More details are coming out, and uh, our first story is from Deadline. 
Full House cast, including Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, Lori Laughlin, Jody Sweden, and series creator pay tribute to Bob Saget, one of the best. Um, Full House cast members are remembering Bob Saget, their co-star and patriarch of the Tanner family who has died at age 65. Quote, Bob was the most loving, compassionate, and generous man, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who played Michelle Tanner, the youngest member of the Tanner family, said in a statement released to Today. Quote, we are deeply saddened that he is no longer with us, but no that he will continue to be by our side and guide us as gracefully as he always has. We are thinking of his daughters, wife, and family, and are sending our condolences. Lori Laughlin, who played Becky on the show, said she is, quote, devastated over Saget's passing. Quote, words cannot begin to express how devastated I am, Laughlin said in a statement to Deadline Sister publication TV line. Quote, Bob was more than my friend. He was my family. I will miss his kind heart and quick wit. Thank you for a lifetime of wonderful memories and laughter. I love you, Bobby. That's really heartbreaking. Jody Sweden, who portrayed Danny Tanner's daughter, Stephanie, and Saget, uh, said, excuse me, said Saget, quote, was the best TV dad ever. She actually posted a beautiful Instagram. All of them did. Um, Andrea Barber, uh, Candace Cameron, Bray, and of course, uh, Jody Sweden. Um, quote, there aren't enough words to express what I'm feeling today, Sweden wrote on Instagram, nor are they big enough to capture even a slice of who he was. One thing I do know is that we never miss a chance to tell each other, quote, I love you. Every time we talked, there were at least three or four exchanges at the end of a conversation, whether it was text, phone call, or in person, and he usually had to have the last word. I love you more. Series creator Jeff Franklin, who, fun fact, lives right above me in a house in L.A., um, remember second on Instagram, quote, I wrote the role of Danny Tanner for my friend Bob Saget, Franklin said. The character was kind, genuine, neurotic, and a bit nerdy. A hugger with a heart of gold and an endearingly funny. That was Bob. And the X-rated sense of humor that was left out of Full House. But Bob's charm and lovability was the reason people embraced Danny Tanner. It was my joyful honor to be a brother of Bob's for 42 years. Comedy icon and exceptional human being. Your spirit and your work live on. Love you, Bob. Um, <clears throat> Scott Weiner, who played Steve Hale, DJ's boyfriend, wrote on Twitter, quote, Bob Saget was more than a friend. He was a big brother to me. Nobody ever made me laugh harder. The kind of laughter where your ribs are sore the next day. He was also a wonderful human being who never missed a chance to say, quote, I love you to the people he cared about. Candace Cameron Bure wrote on Twitter to express her heartbreak after learning of the sudden death of her co-star. Quote, I don't know what to say, Bure wrote. I have no words. Bob was one of the best human beings I've ever known in my life. I loved him so much. Uh, the original 1987 to 1995 series... Um, Beret played Donna Joe DJ Tanner, the oldest daughter of Danny Tanner. Uh, Beret reposed her role in Fuller House, Netflix's sequel to Full House, when she becomes a recently widowed mother of three, which, um, interesting fact, my best friend was on an episode of Fuller House, and um, he got me a gift that is, I mean, it's really, it's one of my most cherished things I own, and it, it was something that you can't even buy, because he was in an episode, so he got me an autograph, he took a, uh, a page of dialogue from the script, and got it autographed to Andrew Love Candace Cameron Bure because he knew how much I loved Candace Cameron Bure. I'm obsessed. So I keep it in a plastic bag in a box on a shelf in my house, in my condo. And it's, um, I mean, it's, I just cherish it. I love it. So, yeah. Um, Dave Coulier, who played Joey Gladstone in Full House, also took to Twitter to honor Saget's life, writing, quote, my heart is broken. I love you, Bob. Your forever brother, Dave. Um, and then also, ooh, excuse me. Uh, John Stamos, who starred as Jesse, of course, Uncle Jesse, Danny Tanner's brother-in-law, wrote on Twitter of the passing of his close friend and former co-star, quote, I am gutted. I am in complete and utter shock. I will never have another friend like him. I love you so much, Bobby. And by the way, there was a, uh, quite a few paparazzi photos that came out um, 
I don't remember which publication of um, Candace arriving at Bob Saget's wife's house. Uh, um, uh, what's his, I literally just read his name. Um, John Stamos arriving. So yeah, many. Uh, I think many of them are rallying around his wife and family, which is wonderful. And obviously, they must have had a very close relationship because his wife was clearly aware of who he was. I mean, it's just like, but to have that support group of people who have known him for years and years must be very, very, um, bring some small, intimacy bit of comfort to her in this grieving time. Um, <clears throat> Andrea Barber, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> who played Kimi Gibler, posted a photo on Instagram of herself and Saget, um, embracing a hug from an episode of Sequel Fuller House. Quote, this one hurts, Barbara wrote I think, in the caption, followed by a broken heart emoji. Quote, he had the biggest heart of anyone in Hollywood. He gave the biggest hugs. I am gutted that I will never be able to hug him again. Bob ended every text, every interaction with love you. Didn't matter how long or short, we'd been apart. He loved so deeply and so fiercely, and he never hesitated to tell you just how much you meant to him. This is the greatest lesson I learned from Bob Saget. Don't hesitate to tell people you love them. I feel at peace knowing that Bob knew exactly how much I adore him. Saget, as we all know, uh, died Sunday morning after being found unresponsive by Orange County Police in a hotel room in um, the Orlando Ritz-Carlton in Florida. The stand-up comic and former television host was on the initial leg of his, quote, I, do, I don't do negative comedy tour, which was to run until June 2022. Saget performed at the Ponte Verde, Ponte Verde Concert Hall in Palm Valley, Florida, Saturday night, and even tweeted out a message of appreciation toward his fans. Quote, love tonight's show in Jacksonville. Appreciative audience. Thanks again to Tim Wilkins for opening. I had no idea. I did a two-hour set tonight. I'm happily addicted to this shit again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's so it's just so devastating, and I can't imagine what his colleagues and cast um, are going through. And there's a, there's many, 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 many celebrity, um, reactions to this, uh, an outpouring of love and memories. Um, and they're all online, but I just thought I would read to you what, you know, his most famous family, TV family had to say. Um, because I, I think like you, um, I was such a big full house fan and fuller house, um, so, yeah, I just, it, it's just, it, it makes, I'm still so sad about it. I was thinking about it a lot today. But this brings us to our second story of the day. This is from TMZ. Um, Bob Saget was found lying with hand on chest, according to cops. Bob Saget's family was desperately trying to get a hold of him, not knowing he died in his hotel room. And cops are now painting a more complete picture of what they found there. An Orange County Sheriff's deputy noted in his official report that Bob was discovered by a Ritz-Carlton Hotel security staffer who'd been sent to the room. Um... On the Saget family's request, after they made several unsuccessful attempts to reach him on Sunday. In the docs obtained by TMZ, the deputy notes the staffer knocked on Bob's door multiple times before going in around 4 p.m. Eastern time, only to find all the lights off. Upon entering the bedroom, they found Bob lying face up on the bed with his left arm across his chest and right on the bed. The staffer says he was cold to the touch, and when they checked for signs of breathing or a pulse, none was detected. Upon arriving, EMS personnel pronounced Bob dead on the scene. Another interesting tidbit, the Ritz was able to pinpoint that Bob had last entered the room at 2.17 a.m. He was scheduled to check out later the same day. He tweeted this message and photos shortly before that, 12.42 a.m., showing himself on stage in Jacksonville about a two-hour drive from Orlando. I um, mean, he posted, love tonight's show. Um, in Jacksonville, appreciative audience. Thanks again to Real Tim Wilkins for opening. I had no idea. I did a two-hour set. 
Um, the deputy points out that there were no signs of foul play or trauma. Bob's next of kin was listed as his wife, Kelly Rizzo, who was notified about his passing. Um, TMZ broke the story. Bob's death shocked the entertainment world this weekend, spurring an outpouring of loving messages and tributes from his fans, friends, and fellow comics and actors. So it begs the question, you know, if if something medically happened, um, I, I can't even make any uh, sort of guesses because we just don't know. And then, and, and, um, it's of course up to his family if that information is going to be released, uh, via the coroner or whatnot. So, um, and I, I, I'm sure they were able to tell he got in at that time, probably because it was a key code. So they probably tracked that, which, you know, smart, but that, um, that brings us to our next story. This is from E. Bob Saget's wife, Kelly Rizzo breaks silence on his passing. Kelly Rizzo is paying tribute to her beloved husband, Bob Saget. Following the death of Full House alum on January 9th, his wife shared a statement on the devastating loss. Quote, my whole heart, Bob, was my absolute everything, she said in a statement to E! News on Sunday, on January 10th. Quote, I am so completely shattered and in disbelief. I am so deeply touched by the outpouring of love and tribute from our friends, family, his fans, and peers. Rizzo 42 said she plans to offer more words about her late husband in the future. Quote, when the time is right and when the news is not as raw. I look forward to sharing more of Bob with the world. The blogger and TV host shared, sharing how much he meant to me, all those around him, and how much all of his fans and friends meant to him as well. Thank you for respecting my privacy at this time. They're a beautiful couple, by the way. The The article provides a photo. She also commented on John Mayer's Instagram tribute to Saget. The musician wrote, quote, I love you, Bob. I will never forget you. I will visit you often in my memories. And I hope I get to see you in my dreams. I will tell my kids about you. I'm taking you with me forever. And Rizzo responded her, from her eat, travel, Rock, blog account, no words for how much you loved you. Thank you, dear friend. Um, authorities in Florida confirmed the comedian's passing in a statement on Twitter. Saget had been on a stand-up tour at the time of his passing. Quote, earlier today, deputies were called to the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, Grand Lakes, for a call about an unresponsive man in a hotel room. The Orange County Sheriff's Police tweeted on January 9th. The man was identified as Robert Saget and pronounced deceased on the scene. Detectives found no signs of foul play or drug use in this case. Um... It's just, it's, you can't, I can't even keep saying it because it, it's so obviously devastating and gut-wrenching and I, I can't even imagine what his family, his wife's children, friends, family are going through. But as I mentioned before, I did see paparazzi photos of Candace and John Stamos arriving at the house and, um, to offer some, some, I'm sure, comfort to, to his wife and family. Um, so sad. It's sad. And next time I watch Full House, I'm going to watch it, you know, with a little bit more love and just, you know. I mean, I'm also just so glad that everyone from that cast is speaking out. That that means he really was that guy that America fell in love with. America's best TV dad, arguably. Um, and I'm glad MK and I spoke because, you know, this is the show that really birthed their mega, mega stardom. And I, um, it's great that they had a great relationship with him. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, of course, as more details come out, um, we'll, definitely, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it because um, it's a real low blow. I mean, Bob Saget, Betty White, Cindy Potier, it's, it's hard. You know, it's when you're, when you're heroes and you're idols, it's just... One of the hardest parts of life is that. Um, so, yeah. So 
So I have a sort of we're going to pivot a little bit to talk about some TV news, um, which some of you might be excited about. I, I think this is kind of cool. Uh, Grey's Anatomy renewed for season 19 by ABC. Ellen Pompeo closes deal to continue as Meredith. Deadline, deadline is reported. This is crazy. I mean, good for Ellen Pompeo. I mean, she's been making coin. Clearly, she's making a lot of money. And what's, what's also great is, you know, so many actors, they outgrow parts. But I feel like, of course, it's the money, I'm sure, that's keeping her. But she must feel so creatively fulfilled by doing this iconic show on ABC that it's like... Great. Um, Grey's Anatomy, Grey, Grey's Anatomy's record-breaking run will continue with its leading lady, Ellen Pompeo. ABC has renewed Shonda Lance's hugely popular medical drama for a 19th season. And Pompeo has signed a new one-year deal to continue as the show's title character, Meredith Grey. Pompeo has also been upped from co-executive producer to executive producer for season 19. Fellow executive producer Krista Vernoff will remain at the helm of the series as showrunner. Fun fact, Krista Vernoff was the showrunner of a show that my bestie cast, and, um... I ain't going to go into that because I heard some stories, but, <laughs> oh, you know, rumors are rumors. In the words of Lindsay Lohan, I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm sick and mad enough. Love Lindsay Lohan. Um, just like it did at the time of season 18 renewal in May 2021, ABC is not designating season 19 as a final one for the show or its star Pompeo for now. Deadline revealed last month that renewal talks between ABC and producing studio ABC Signature were underway for a potential 19th season of Grey's Anatomy. That Pompeo had also been approached about staying on the show for another season. Negotiations progressed quickly, and it came down to closing a deal with Pompeo, which happened last week. I wonder how much money she's making. I mean, I know it's, like, such sort of, like, low class to talk about that, but, like, she's got to, like, make at least, like, 25, 30 million a season. I mean, the cast of Friends is making a million dollars per episode in their heyday. Same with the Big Bang cast. And, I mean, they had 10 seasons. I mean, Ellen Pompeo. Let's just look this up. This is, this is really interesting. Okay, let's see. Ellen... Pompeo net worth. <laughs> I'm like such a loser, but whatever. Okay, let's 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 go to celebritynetworth.com, which is literally my favorite website ever. It's like kind of like low class, like I said, but I love money. Okay, okay, here we go. Ellen Pompeo's net worth is 80 million bucks. Ellen Pompeo's salary is 20 million. But let's let's see here. Let's because I personally haven't seen her in anything else, but I'm sure she's doing a lot of work. Okay, Ellen Pompeo's Grey's Anatomy salary. Here we go. For seasons 11 and 12, um, Ellen owned a turtle. <laughs> Ellen earned a total of $300,000 per episode, roughly $7.5 million a year. For seasons 13 to 14, she earned $350,000 per episode, roughly $8.7 million a year. After the show's 14th season wrapped, Ellen began negotiations for a new contract. Ellen uh, actually approached Grace creator Shonda Rhimes for negotiating advice. Shonda told her, quote, Decide what you think you're worth and then ask her what you think you're worth. No one's going to just give it to you. That's really good advice. When negotiations were over, Ellen walked away. With a per-episode pay bump to five seventy-five an episode, um, that brought her single-season salary up to fourteen point four million. Uh, every year that Ellen brings an additional six to seven million. Okay, so what is she making for season like now? She's probably making like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay, well, good for her, girl. She's making twenty million bucks a year. I mean, if I was making that kind of money a year, honey, I would say on the show. Good for Ellen Pompeo, though, and you know. I've only heard that she's, like, lovely things about her, and she's lovely to work with, so good for her. The money and the fame hasn't gone to her head, so yes, queen, yes. And this brings us to our final story of the day, also from Deadline.com. Literally loving this, like, TV news today. Um, our queen of the world, Zendaya, is back for Euphoria. Season 2 premiere sets HBO Max viewer record. This is what I like to be reading about, people, because I've said this many a time. HBO Max is my favorite streamer. Disney Plus comes in second, but HBO Max is my favorite. Obviously Gossip Girl, Old and New, Friends... The comeback, 
uh, Game of Thrones, Sex and the City, and Just Like That, and now Euphoria. So this is why HBO Max, and an amazing category of music, specifically Harry Potter. <clears throat> HBO said that season, the season two premiere of Euphoria starring Emmy winners and Dea drew 2.4 million viewers across all its platforms Sunday night, saying it's the strongest digital premiere performance of any HBO episode on HBO and on HBO Max since the streaming services launched last May. Woohoo! The network said that Sam Levinson created series. Second season debut scored more than nine times higher than its season one premiere in digital viewing, which came in June 2019 via HBO Go and HBO Now. HBO did not provide a viewership number for Euphoria's for Euphoria's linear broadcast last night. For its series premiere, that number was 577,000 viewers and grew to almost 1 million, including replay. The season two premiere was the number one ranked asset on HBO Max on Sunday, the network said, in a claim backed up by a flurry of tweets last night reporting the HBO Max app had been crashing around 9 p.m., the time the episode was made available. In all, HBO said that the season one premiere and the subsequent episodes held eight of the top ten spots. Um... I mean, it was it was a great episode. Zendaya's amazing. Hunter Schaefer's amazing. Cindy Sweeney's amazing. Jacob Elordi's amazing. The rest of the cast is amazing. Um, it's a it's a heavy show, you know. It's it's very. I mean, it's definitely for mature audiences, and it's really incredible to see Zendaya in this role. I mean, there, there's not one weak link in the chain. Uh, it's tough to watch because it definitely shows a, a very specific side of um, addicts and. Uh, Teen angst, young adult angst, um, but it is something special, and it's a it's a it's a well created show. So very 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 excited, and a huge congratulations to the cast and crew. Uh, it's Commander in Chief Zendaya, HBO, and you know all the producers and whatnot. Because how you know how great and uh, uh, TV is such a incredible medium uh, platform. Uh, for for people for storytelling and so for artistry for artistry darling artistry but to me Zendaya is always going to be Rocky Blue from Shake It Up because like you know I'm a Disney girly so yeah those are uh, those are our stories uh, for today for Tuesday to get you through your day so thank you so much as always for tuning in um, I am Andrew DeVitri the Minister of Pop Culture uh, duh uh, and you can stream my podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts Netflix Radio iTunes Podcast App basically anywhere a podcast stream have a wonderful Tuesday. Be well, be well, very well, very well, fairly well, ogre. That's from Shrek. I have to watch Shrek. My favorite Shrek is Shrek 2 and then Shrek the fourth one with Rebel Stiltskin because it's like really fucked up. But it's like a really good movie secretly. But it's like kind of screwed up. I like love Shrek. <laughs> okay, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.